1: Good tears. Yes, yeah. Good
0: tears. Happy tears. <laughs> Music lovers in St. Louis actually have to travel to Kansas City, Chicago, or Nashville to see mega star acts. The last time Beyonce was in St. Louis was in 2016 during her formation tour as part of the extended leg. That means St. Louis wasn't a first choice stop. But this year, it's different. STL has been on the North American leg of Beyonce's Renaissance Tour from the beginning. And members of The Beehive, the collective moniker for Beyonce mega fans, are buzzing. DJ Nico Marie is St. Louis born and bred, and she joins us now to talk anticipation and preparation for Beyonce's arrival next week. Nico, welcome back to the show. Yes, thank you for having me back. Good to see you. Good to see you too. Nico, what is it like for you being a Beehive member or fan in St. Louis? Were you surprised to see that STL was on the tour stops when the dates dropped?
1: You know, I actually wasn't that surprised, like, considering even though she did, you know, come the second leg, she still came for the formation tour. She has a huge fan base here. We have, you know, plenty of big venues for her to be at. So it's just super exciting. Mm -hmm.
0: Now, Beyonce has, she started the tour. Yes. uh, With two dates in Stockholm, Sweden. And that was in May, uh, May 10th and 11th. And by the time she lands here in St. Louis, she will have performed... 41 shows. It's nothing to oh, shake wow, a yeah. stick at. Yes. And the video clips from her Renaissance show are pretty incredible. Absolutely. Um, Beehive members have been posting their outfits to the show, yes. um, including some friends of mine. And there's a lot of excitement around production value that has managed to stay really high mm-hmm. so far. What are your thoughts on the hype surrounding the Renaissance tour? Who?
1: I, I don't I think that seeing the clips and, you know, hearing the buzz about it won't even compare to seeing it live. I know there is a huge amount that goes into not only the dancers, the visuals, the costumes, the props. I'm excited to see what costume she's going to wear. She has all these different designers doing the costumes. So yeah, I'm just I feel like it's it's not gonna even what we've seen online is not even going to be a Uh, A micro part of what we're going to see in the big show is going to be so much
0: more impactful in real life Mm -hmm. and this is not going to be your first show right this is going
1: to be my first show yes this is going to be my first show so I'm greatly anticipating it I'm
0: I'm probably going to (laughs) cry okay Good tears. Yes, yeah. good tears.
1: Happy tears.
0: <laughs> now, Nico, you told producer Maya Norfleet that one of the songs you're most looking forward to hearing live mm-hmm. is "Rather Die Young" yes. from Beyoncé's 2011 album Four. Let's take a listen. There are worlds of difference between listening to tracks, kind of the way that we did, yeah. and then hearing them live on stage. Why is Rather Die Young a song that you're looking forward to, to hearing so much?
1: Um, Rather Die Young and also I Care is another song I'm looking forward to, but those are songs that I remember just Belting out. <laughs> like they have a note, they have a tone, and Beyonce is singing her heart out about this intense love. And it's just it was one of my favorite songs to sing, like in the car, driving down the highway, windows down, I'm belting out, rather die young, or I'm belting out, I care. And it's just so heartfelt. You can tell she's really speaking from a place of love and yeah. and um, you know, admiration and, and rather die young is kind of like he's kind of a bad boy when she talks about okay. him in the, <laughs> the song. So you're like, oh, it's this intense movie type love, you yeah. know?
0: And how old were you at the time? Oh,
1: 2011.
0: I was 21. 20. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So it, that's a very particular time. Yes, yeah, so it's life a very too. particular time. <laughs> and producer Maya's pick was Run the World. Mm. And she said that it is a song that pushed her into being part of Beehive um, and Run the World was a single from the album Four, Mm -hmm. same album, released in 2011. Let's listen to Run the World. So this has a very different feel. Mm -hmm. It's produced by Major Lazer, Jamaican, and American EDM DJ trio. And Maya had noted that uh, for her, up until Beyonce, uh, until that point, that is, that Beyonce was just sort of mainly a Southern belle, very proper, sort of neat, right, put together. And it was a moment of Beyonce showing her strength as a woman, as well as a performer. And it was a different way of expressing femininity Mm -hmm. than at least what Maya and I think for me too many Mm -hmm. others had known her for and that was a big part of solidifying her icon status Mm -hmm. there's so much range right absolutely no and I think I had asked earlier how old you were because I think there are certain things that we can go through at certain stages in life Mm -hmm. I mean when did you personally realize How much Beyoncé and her work meant to you? I mean, was there like a particular moment or?
1: You know, her work has always meant a lot to me. One of the things that really stood out was when she put um, her Coachella performance and like the preparation for Coachella on um, Netflix. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, there are moments before then I could. A reference to but it was really like seeing this woman walk down this runway when she first came out in this costume and people are completely just Mesmerized by her. She has such a presence. And as a Black woman, seeing a Black woman really be at the top of her game and be one of the most influential, if not the most influential, artists in the world is so inspiring. It's like, wow, I really can do anything. That representation
0: is so important. Mm-hmm. Was there anyone before her that you followed and then Queen Bee sort of just took over? Um, there are definitely people that I followed before her. My parents were a little bit
1: older, so I listened to a lot of like um, older music and also stuff like uh, like my mom really loved, Tina Turner. Mm-hmm. Tina Turner, she was huge, impactful. Um, you know, you think about when you will see clips of her on Twitter, the, the amount of people that would be there. Um, and yeah, I would say Tina Turner, but like there's there's nobody like Beyonce. She has so many of these elements, though, of all these beautiful women and powerful women that have come before her. Um, But there's nobody like her. You really feel like, I really feel like at this
0: age, I can really relate to her and see myself in her and what she's doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Producer Maya Norfleet also shared with me that Renaissance is a great album. Yes. Um, But it struck her differently than Beyoncé's previous work. Mm -hmm. And she said, quote, to me, Renaissance is a love letter to the black queer community, Mm -hmm. specifically black femmes, and Mm -hmm. her inclusion of dance music typically heard in ballroom culture and features uh, from black femme queer icons, including T.S. Madison, Mm -hmm. Big Frida, and Grace Jones grabbed attention right away. Mm -hmm. Maya also mentioned the transitions between songs. Yeah, just yeah, Mm -hmm. makes her toes curl, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that cozy is a really great example of that. Mm -hmm. Let's take a quick listen to "Cozy" by Beyoncé Knowles Carter.
1: My sis. Oh. She comfortable, comfortable in my skin. Cozy with who I am. Comfortable in my skin.
0: Cozy. Cozy. Comfortable in my skin. Nico, you were on the show with us before to talk about your work as a yogi mm-hmm. and a DJ. Yes. And you were rocking. The Beyonce yes. t shirt. Thank you for wearing it again. I'm wearing it again.
1: I have on my Renaissance shirt. <laughs> yeah. I
0: mean, what is it about her latest album that hits differently for you from her previous work?
1: I feel like Renaissance was really, you know, in addition to everything you just mentioned, it was really Beyonce like talking her stuff like really saying no like first track on the album is called I'm that girl you know I'm just her I've worked hard and it's just me it's not my husband is that makes me that girl it's not anything outside of outside of who I am that makes me that girl I've put all the work in I've become who I am and here I am I have arrived I have fully arrived and you know it it was Like hearing I'm that girl for the first time, I was fighting back tears, you know, just like, wow, I love to hear a black woman stand
0: in who she is. Mm -hmm. And you and DJ Makeda Kravitz are celebrating Beyonce and getting fired up for the St. Louis tour stop. That's going to be Monday, August 21st at the Dome, which is a Mm -hmm. huge venue. Mm -hmm. Uh, What is it that you're planning at Sophie's?
1: We are planning a night of Beyoncé. <laughs> you know, Beyoncé, there's going to be music, there's going to be co- Beyoncé-themed cocktails, and it's just a place for everybody who is a Beyoncé fan or part of the Beehive to come in to celebrate her and to celebrate this moment in this monumental time that is Renaissance. Yeah. the light, dark, the truth, king, be energy. i been thick, been fine, still still here.
0: Nico Marie is a proud member of the Beehive and a DJ based in St. Louis. She's hosting a Beyoncé tribute party with DJ Makeda Kravitz at Sophie's Artist Lounge this Friday, August 18th, from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. to pregame Beyoncé's Renaissance Tour Stop in St. Louis. Nico, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much. She comfortable, comfortable in my
1: skin. This episode was produced by Maya Norfleet. Our audio engineer is Aaron Doerr. This podcast was mixed and edited by Aaron. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer.
0: St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here.
1: St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group.